Hello, everybody. I am Miles Young, and welcome to God Quest. Now, some of you have been familiar with God Quest in the past, maybe in a little different format, but we are bringing God Quest back. But it's new and improved, and it is now going to be done as a podcast. So this is my first podcast. So welcome to the podcast. And uh, all of us are on this quest to find God's will for our life and God's direction and purpose for our life. And so that's kind of the thinking. So as we go through this year, 2023, we're going to be looking at scripture. We're going to be looking at history. We're going to be interviewing people. We're going to be talking about faith and how we find the will of God, and how we pursue the will of God, the Missio Dei, and all of the things uh, that are connected to that. So welcome to the God Quest podcast. And on this very first one, I am honored to have a dear friend of mine for many, many years, pastor, bishop, prophet, evangelist, all of the above, (laughs) Todd Nichols from New Albany, Indiana, Metro, Louisville, Kentucky area. Uh, Pastor, it is so good to have you here, and I want us to, I want to have a good time today, and I, the subject we're going to be talking about is the role of the prophetic in the apostolic church, and I know this is your heartbeat. You were raised in a very prophetic atmosphere, and you were around prophetic ministry, and in our church and in my own life, you have spoken some very important things at some key times in our church, and we're back there again. And I was thinking that in this first podcast, kind of where we are as a church, where I am in my ministry, and we're seeking direction, and I'm looking at at the world around us. If we've ever needed the prophetic, we need it now. So uh, it's good to have you here, and and I want you to feel free to open up your heart. And so Give a little background about the importance of of the prophetic in your life, your pastor, so on and so forth. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I've been surrounded by deeply spiritual men all of my life, and especially as a child, and and was exposed to it at a very early age, and it's been a lot of things, you know, just deposited and passed down uh, to me um, before I ever knew really what it was. But uh, at some point, it kind of you absorb it, and it becomes second nature. Mm-hmm. And I think you know when you when you look back um, all the way in the garden when Adam and Eve were walking with the voice of the Lord, the voice of the Lord, uh, and then speaking God speaking things into creation. Obviously, that is the prophetic yeah. um, uh, spirit of God. And then all throughout the Old Testament, um, God was raising up prophets. And matter of fact, he told Israel, he said, I'll do nothing among you except I reveal it to my prophets first. And so it was important to God um, to to give them instruction and direction through prophets in the Old Testament. Uh, God never works on kind of surprise events or sneak attacks (laughs) or anything like that. He's just, um, he is, he's intentional about directing his people where he wants them to go. Yeah. You know, we look at the book of Acts. It wasn't just an Old Testament thing. Um, Obviously, the Old Testament is filled with prophets. I mean, parts of the Bible are called the prophets. But we look at the situation with Agabus 
in the book of Acts prophetically warning them that there's there's trouble ahead. And the the crazy thing was how how believable that was to the church. Is so they it was not foreign even in the New Testament church because they they reacted and responded to that prophetic. I mean, that was a very direct prophetic voice yep. from him. Absolutely. Your your pastor, uh, brother JJ Bourne, still mm-hmm. rolling. How how old is he? He's eighty years old. Eighty years old. And yeah. then I'm I'm hearing reports of, of him still more effective than ever in, in our church and many churches in our area. Uh, you know, that there was a definite touch and he was your pastor. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. And, and your still father, is. Still is, yeah. Your your father uh was used in a prophetic way. Yeah. Yeah, so that connection, um, I, I am so grateful for it. And yeah, you're right, at 80 years old, I mean, uh, probably as much or more than he ever has been when uh, I see it when it comes on him. And you might be just in a kind of a casual conversation and all of a sudden you can see his demeanor change and the Lord began to to speak. It's it's so important Um to, to have that in the church today. And it's a shame that there actually are uh, ministers and pastors that uh, do not trust uh, that type of ministry or they don't allow. Why, 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 do you think, why do you think that is? I think there's a lot of reasons, but I think the primary reason is because of the abuse of it. Um, I think I would agree. We, we have seen a lot of people proclaim themselves to be prophets that were not prophets. <laughs> they were and, non-prophets. <laughs> yeah, they were non-prophets. And, um, and so, you know, they, they get uh, a little crazy, a little flamboyant, and, and uh, then they feel this pressure to prophesy. You cannot force the prophetic voice of God. You can't force him to speak. Um, you just have to be an instrument for it. And I think too many people have tried to, um, you know, elevate themselves into that position. And really, God has to kind of set you in that place. And you, you really have to be proven and broken and crushed and, and tried and, um, and prepared for those, for those moments. And in his time, um, he can uh, set a person in the office of the prophet. And I, that would be my first impulse to think, that um, there, there's just been too many people running amok. Yeah, a lot of these same people don't have pastors in their yeah. lives either. They have no accountability. It's almost like there's a there's a group that is drawn to the sensational. Yeah, and it's almost like uh, the, the same kind of mentality in the world where they go to uh, to to palm readers. They're, they're looking for some supernatural something. Right. Uh, that's not what we're talking about. When I think of the prophetic, I think of things that it's not always future telling or revealing something that's hidden. I think there's a touch of a of prophetic that has to do with a word spoken in due season. Sure, there can be there can be moments I've seen I've seen things with my own eyes that have boggled my mind. I mean things. Uh, the late T.W. Barnes yeah. in in the church I grew up with, and I don't have the time to go into it, but but I could tell you things that there was no way that Brother Barnes was operating in anything but the depth of the Spirit and the prophetic anointing. I, I'll never forget one particular night. He literally 
began to preach word for word a situation that was going on in the church and basically walked down and pointed his finger on the individual that it was happening with. And it was the saving moment for that man. And it was a prophetic moment that you could, I don't care, you could have studied and for 10 weeks yeah. and never got that. That yeah. was a prophetic moment. Right. And in, in this church, I have seen God use you, uh, without going into any details, you and I know some of them, you had no idea of situations that were going, you and I had never talked and you came and spoke a direct word that was shocking. It was shocking. And had it not been in the spirit, it may have been too much. I could not have said it because I'm the pastor and I knew too much. But you not knowing, and the people knew you didn't know anything. Right. And that was, it was a saving moment. And it was a turn, and we could point to things, uh, I think, in all of our ministry where we've seen God do that. I pray we don't lose that. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's an absolute necessity. Uh, the, the prophetic spirit of God is, is so precious uh, to the church. We're, we're in a day where the terms misinformation, disinformation, uh, deliberate deception uh, by news sources, and, and then, of course, the last days, it was prophesied that, that the last days would be rife with false prophets mm -hmm. and false teachers. And if you ever experienced the real prophetic, the genuine, authentic, prophetic spirit of God, um, either witnessing it like you just described or experiencing it yourself, it's really easy to make the distinction between what's true and what's false. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, the adversary is an imitator. And so I, I think, um, you know, people can operate, unfortunately, in, in a spirit of divination as well. Absolutely. Uh, that can seem to be uh, prophetic, but it's really not prophetic. It's um, it's mystic. It's mysticism. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, there's been some good men that have even fallen away from the apostolic movement that, uh, that got so enamored with, with trying to prophesy that somewhere in there, there was a different spirit that was speaking through them. But, but the prophetic spirit is such a precious, authentic, necessary element of the church. It, we absolutely uh, cannot leave it out. One of the situations that, that you were talking about happened years ago. Um, something happened during a service that, that I thought I was just using as, a, as a, an illustration to the church by using a person in the church as an example. And I felt the impulse to do that and didn't realize at the time uh, what a prophetic moment it was. But as a matter of fact, it wasn't very long that you found out something that you didn't know about this yeah. individual and were able to help them as yeah. their pastor. And that moment was what exposed it to them. It was God trying to protect and guard them and keep them from from falling away, um, you know. We just God doesn't get it wrong. He doesn't get it wrong. And so when God begins to identify things in the body of Christ, and He uses 
his his men and and not just not just prophets but um but the fivefold ministry all five offices yeah. that that beautiful flow of the spirit flowing through those offices and ministries to perfect and edify the body of Christ is what it was meant to do i <clears throat> i think it's so important that we recognize that the prophetic is not a cookie cutter thing. There have been, yeah, there's been times when there's like foretelling, like God's warning or God's doing something revelatory. Uh, and we've all know of men that brother Barnes, brother Bean, the li- I mean, the list goes on, but I think we've all, any anointed man of God has stepped into the prophetic as a pastor. There have been times when I begin to preach and I feel the prophetic about the future of the church, or I feel the burden to, to take hell on. There's a there's a war going on for maybe a family in the church, right? And it, it's not always, you know, it's not even all this, you know. I see, you know, some, yeah, there may be that side of it, but there's a dimension of prophetic preaching that is really needed. That's beyond just three hermeneutical points in a scripture and a Absolutely. story. Where you're getting into what is God saying in this moment? What what is God doing? And it, I'm not a you know a crystal ball reading. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. But a real touch of the prophetic that that's that comes not just from study, but it comes from communing with God. And where is where is the church? You know, they they say the difference between a a novice and a professional speaker is a novice wants to give the audience information. Yeah. But the professional speaker knows the audience. Mm -hmm. What does the audience need? And you think from just being a preacher versus one that's used in the prophetic is where is the condition? Like when when an evangelist comes to my church, I'm not looking for Sermon 123. I I, I know you can preach. I'm not going to invite you to preach if I don't think you can preach. What I want you to do is pray and get the mind of God. You, you don't have to impress me with your sermon, right? But can you feel the weight of that sinner? Can you feel the weight of that man that's addicted or that fan? Can you bring a prophetic touch that gives that man or woman hope? Yeah. And I think I think maybe because we've got this idea of what a prophet is, and maybe we've denigrated it because of the false ones. That that sometimes I think we miss what's really there and could be could be so important for the church. Yeah, I just had this discussion the day before yesterday, actually, uh, talking about the different variations of prophets in the Old Testament. Okay, um, you know, you might find a couple of them are, that are fairly similar, but even Elijah and Elisha, very not, Elijah had a very judgmental, uh, dealing with sin type ministry. Mm-hmm. Elisha was was more of a of a restorer of things and a healer of things. Um, Ezekiel was not like Moses, and Samuel was not like David. Right, and and so we find that the different uh, personalities. Uh, God doesn't erase a man's personality when when he anoints them. Uh, he ministers through uh, their disposition to a measure, and so to your point in the Old Testament, if we were to just kind of make a, a list of this is what makes a prophet, um, these are the parameters of a prophet. Um, 
I, I think a lot of times you'd have to color outside the line to yeah. include people like Ezekiel, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or or Jeremiah or Hosea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a what a, a crazy sequence of events yeah, that then, Hosea went through. The one crazy example is Saul prophesied. Yes, <laughs> because he came into the company of prophets. Yeah. So I I think that I think that in time and seasoning um, and timing, the timing of God, that the Lord will elevate a particular ministry or office so that men begin to recognize it as such. Mm-hmm. It's not to give that person a claim or notoriety. You don't have or, to go get cards printed. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you don't have to go telling everybody you are or whatever. But when people begin to recognize that, then you understand, hey, God God is allowing men to see um, and be exposed to this this person who is a prophet or an apostle, mm-hmm. you know, it seems to be easier to identify, you know, an evangelist or a pastor or a teacher or so forth. But I, I think we're getting to a point in the church. Uh, it is becoming a whole lot more part of the conversation. I think people are becoming more open to it, acceptable to it. Uh, and I think the reason for that is, is because the church, especially since what we went through in 2020, um, I think the church is starting to recognize the desperate need for the prophetic voice of God. And one more thing about, you were talking about preaching. Um, I I believe it's in the book of Revelation where it says that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Mm -hmm. And so to me, that that is prophetic preaching. Mm -hmm. And um, Jesus was the, the prophet of all prophets. So when you've got Christ in you, your sons and daughters will prophesy, mm-hmm. but that doesn't make them a prophet. Right? Uh, there is a gift of prophecy that that every believer can be used in because they're filled with the Holy Ghost. It comes from the self-same Spirit, but that doesn't make them a prophet. But we need we need prophetic flow within the oh, body I like of Christ. That prophetic flow. Yeah, I like that because in my life, I think every every preacher recognizes man tonight the prophetic touched me there's some times where you know man that wasn't a normal that was a preacher knows when he stepped out of his own preparation and into the dimension of the spirit but i have i have witnessed in my own life there there are times where i was in the prophetic and didn't realize it and you've all heard stories about Man, I felt like I was a failure that night. I preached, and man, it didn't feel like anything happened. And then somebody comes up six months later, say, "Remember the night you were in such and such, and you preached? I was there that night, and God really changed my life." And you're thinking, "My God, that was the that was the deadest service I was ever in." <laughs> yeah. And it it was because it the prophetic is not about me. Yeah. It's me being a channel, and and I believe that saints of God can be used in the realm of the prophetic. I know of I know of powerful people in my church that have prayed, been in a spirit of prophetic prayer. I don't even know if that's a term anybody uses. Absolutely. But as they were praying, mm-hmm. they were feeling a direction and beginning to pray. So I think I think this this talking about prophets and talking about the prophetic, I think it's I think it's wanting to visit us. I yes. think God's spirit, it's all one spirit, but I think he's I think he's wanting the saints 
to be praying prophetic prayers. I think he wants our preaching to be anointed with this prophetic gift, whether we're pastors, whether we're evangelists. And there will be key people that God raises up, maybe for a season, maybe for one location. We talked about it tonight at church. There were particular prophets for Judah for a particular time that were not sent to Israel when the kingdom was divided. Uh, and there were there were times where, where Saul got anointing came on him because when he got with the other prophets, I think that in this crazy world that's crazier than it's ever been in my lifetime, at the very least, I'll speak for my life. I think we need this more than we've ever needed before, even if it just starts with awareness. God used me in a more prophetic dimension. Now, I don't have to call people out and know people's names. Right. But but can, can I find the vein of the Spirit? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we've, we've got to have it. We've absolutely got to have it. Uh, we, can't, we can't do this um, without it. I, I'm thankful. I'm thankful uh, to have been here at the Rock Church. And uh, tonight was, today was such an amazing day. And, um, you know, I'm walking to the pulpit thinking that I'm going to begin to minister on uh, in a certain direction and uh, before I even got to the pulpit, just within three or four or five minutes, something walked in that place, <laughs> and it and it was gone. Yeah. And the Lord just began to minister to an entire church, um, with without, like you said, you know, person to person ministry going on, but that that prophetic spirit moved in, and uh, good gracious, what a what a service. Well, I've enjoyed our conversation. And uh, let's do it again. I, I think there's a whole discussion on the fivefold ministry, maybe in, in in ways that we haven't thought of, uh, and maybe just some reacquaintance with some of these things. And uh, that's kind of what God Quest is about. I hope you've enjoyed this time together. And uh, Pastor Nichols, thank you for being with us, and we wish you the best. I'm looking forward to you and being back with us. And so, get, help me get the word out. We're going to have a lot of interesting conversations, a lot of good discussion, some key books, some scriptures, some things, some wonderful stories about things that are happening around the world with uh, God's kingdom expanding the earth, and I want you to be a part of it. So welcome to Broadcast. I'll see you next week. 